everyone welcome back to coffee connections insights with innovators seth weiner here your rocktioneer uh if you missed yesterday's demo i know everyone's everyone's wondering oh, i missed it what do i do oh my gosh don't worry about it uh we did an, uh, an event.gives demo it was de it was really catered to the music industry and um but it's the software is amazing it's for any any organization but what we showed yesterday is how you could use this software so that uh, you can re artists can reach fans directly in their homes and or right off the stage and give that live auction feel. Not only that, but the the instant giving and gratification of giving. So uh, where could you find that? YourRoctioneer.com slash demo. Just there. Uh, the video is living there for you. It'll stay there. Um, and I'll put out another email, uh, etc. But yourrockshare.com slash demo and that's where that's at uh we've got a great show for you today uh one that is timely because it will will dabble in a little bit of mental health uh it is mental health awareness month and uh in honor of my 45th birthday next week uh if you're on facebook and are a friend uh or just want to find me there uh i'm doing one of their Facebook donation drives, and this year we're raising money, or I'm raising money, for Backline.org. Backline. Uh, Backline is a mental health organization for the music industry and all the professionals within it. So that's uh, a little bit of that, and that's what I had to share with you all. But let's jump into today's program. Are you ready? Uh, well, some of you are ready to jump into the pool. Now I get that. But we're going to jump into Coffee Connections first. Our guest today is Caring Works. Uh, and we've got Carol Collard, who uh, is the president and CEO. Now, Caring Works is an agency working to end homelessness in the greater Atlanta area, one person or family at a time. They provide comprehensive services and resources to their clients, including access to housing, mental health care, addiction treatment and education, as well as employment assistance. Their clients are more than their circumstances. See, they help them find the opportunity that they need to be able to reach their potential. So I'm going to bring Carol into the show here. Let's go ahead and move things around and like that and that we say, hello, Carol. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's two o'clock, which means it's time for coffee. <laughs> uh, are you a coffee drinker? I am indeed. I yeah? grew up in New Orleans, so I grew up with coffee and chicory um, from some of my favorite places. And oh, of yeah. course, have continued 
to enjoy drinking coffee here in Atlanta. Uh, do you have a coffee mug by chance? I do indeed. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell I us actually, uh, tell us about that mug. What's, what's the story behind that? Well, this mug is from uh, one of my favorite brands. It's French Market. And uh, Louisiana is pretty well known for blending coffee and chicory together. Um, I also have, every time I go back home to New Orleans, I have to stop at Cafe Du Monde and act like a tourist. Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, I, it's so I delicious. Enjoy, yes, of course. The coffee and beignets are required. Uh-huh. Um, and, and a psychic reading right outside of it, too. Let's not forget that, right? It's just, it <laughs> then that comes with it on the side. So you've been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, um, do you, do you uh, have you frequent Jazz Fest? Um, I have not been in a while, but that used yeah. to be when I lived there a regular yeah. pastime. So. They just had they just came back uh, this you know this year. They yeah. tried coming back in October, but then COVID came back. And it's like oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> or no. uh, peaked, I should say, or spiked, yeah. whatever. Very yeah. well attended, from what I understand. I still have oh, a few yeah. relatives still there. So. Yeah. Uh, have you ever participated in a second line? Oh, absolutely. We even brought that here to Georgia among my friends. Oh, cool. All <laughs> right. A, a must do. So. It is. Um, there's a comedian the other day I was listening to, and he was talking about how you go to the police station in, in New Orleans, and it's like you got homicide, murders, parade division. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I want a parade. How many people? I don't know, five of us. All right, I suggest you go this way. <laughs> it's really funny. I'll have to find it. I'll send it to you. New but Orleans. enough about that. Sure. <laughs> well, let me. I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Can you tell everyone about Caring Works? I'd be happy to. You shared a little bit, um, but just to um, reiterate, our focus primarily as an organization is to be what is called a permanent supportive housing provider. And that service targets a particular um, group of individuals and families who are experiencing homelessness. We serve primarily individuals who would be classified or characterized as chronically homeless. And you can attain that characterization uh, from the multiple experiences of homelessness that you may have um, incurred over a period of time, or it could be attributed for a length of time, say 12 months or longer, that you've experienced homelessness. This population um, is heavily uh, represented by those, as you might not be surprised to hear, by those experiencing severe, persistent mental illness. Individuals who, for a variety of reasons, are not able to change their circumstance. Their health needs um, have inhibited their ability to successfully maintain a roof overhead. And so we have, over the years, focused primarily on serving these folks because um, they need the most help. Um, many people might be surprised to learn that roughly only 20 to 25 percent of those experiencing homelessness actually do have a serious mental illness. The other 75 to 80 percent of individuals and families 
um, can cycle in and out of a homeless situation. It may be an economic bump in the road that created that circumstance for them, but with a little bit of help and support, they're able to get back on their feet. That 20 to 25% of individuals with severe persistent mental illness are really struggling to maintain on a daily basis. And what ends up happening, those individuals end up using more of the community's resources to survive um, than would otherwise be if we were able to support them as we do with uh, housing and, and services. Um, you showed a clip earlier of our website and there is actual data that has been gathered both nationally and internationally that it costs roughly 38 dollars to $40,000 a year if we don't do anything. If someone is living on the streets, there is a high degree of likelihood that they're gonna cycle in and out of the hospital. They're gonna cycle in and out of our jails and prison systems. And those uh, services cost money. If we were to redirect um, and do supportive housing, such as Caring Works and other providers offer, that cost is under 13,000 a year for an individual. And you now have someone not only having a roof overhead, but uh, restoration of relationships, reconnections with family and community, and importantly, a chance for them to stabilize and, and optimize their health and well-being. Wonderful. Well, let me, let's start, <clears throat> I've got a bunch of questions. Let's start here and kind of work our way back up. Um, so that 20 to 25%, that's the most visible. Those, would you say those are the people that we're seeing, um, you know, in the streets, maybe, you know, the guy in the pink shirt who's just yelling crazy, you know, crazy yeah. stuff and whatnot. Um, yeah. and, and that's the thing about homelessness. Uh, I think a lot of people, that's what, when people say, when you say homeless, they think of that person. Yes. But really there's a whole other, like you said, there's you know, another 80% of these people that are transient. A lot of them are kids too and families, but, um, oh, yes. but you're dealing with this 20% and, um, if they're going if they're going to prisons and they're going to the hospitals, are, are, are they then being, and shelters and whatnot, are they being fed from there to you all? Or how do people find you? Yeah, so um, HUD has uh, changed the process in the last five or six years. So we very rarely um, work with a client directly. Every municipality has what is called a coordinated entry system. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that, it, it actually has a purpose and a value in that they're able to assess and identify those individuals with what we would describe as the highest needs. If you have um, chronic physical health conditions, if you do have mental health uh, needs that need to be attended to, you're usually higher up on the list than if you've just been homeless for a shorter period of time. So there are going to be redirected to the agencies that could best help them. So in the agencies like Caring Works that serve that particular population are gonna get those referrals. Someone who may just need to have assistance for one month's rent 
would get redirected to a different organization so that they can be assisted. And so in doing so, um, it's very systematic, but it's also a challenge for individuals who may not be aware of the process. No, that makes sense. And what, talk about the housing. How is it different than a shelter? Um, we offer permanent housing. So we have uh, relationships with property owners, property management companies across metropolitan Atlanta area. So we actually lease apartments and or we support our clients in securing a lease. And so they have a 12-month lease as anyone else who would mm. be renting the important difference for them is that we become uh, sort of their fiscal agent, if you will, in supporting them with the, the amount of rental subsidy that they need. So we may serve someone with zero income. We may serve someone who's collecting Social Security benefits for a disability, or we may serve someone who could um, sustain after some support a job. And so the amount of rent that each one of them pays would be different, and we support them in a tailor-made fashion. Interesting. It's just something I haven't thought of. So yeah, some folks have uh, that are that have mental illnesses. They're getting subsidies from the government in the form of like Social Security and whatnot. Yes. And they probably aren't spending it appropriately. So are you providing some coaching and, and assistance with some management there? Absolutely. And so the rent, for example, a portion of their rent, they will be responsible for paying. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can imagine people having to uh, survive on the streets. You're not always in a position to make good decisions about how you spend your money. And so there we have care coordinators that work very intensely with clients, especially when they first move in. And over time, and and I do need to make clear, because it's a 12-month lease, we may have people staying with us for a year or longer. Um, for some of our clients, it is uh, what you would call a way station or a stepping stone right. for them to achieve full independence. Once they've stabilized their health needs, they may mm-hmm. be able to function at a higher level and have more independence. But we also have a significant number of clients where even after achieving stability, living with us is still a version of success for them Mm -hmm. because they're able to maintain independent living, support themselves in their apartment with the extra services that we offer. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of someone that has bipolar disorder and how if they're left on the street without their meds, they're off the rocker and they can't stabilize. But then if you can get them in a, in a place where they can get their meds on the reg, they start regulating their personality. They start, they're able to hold a job, even if the job is, you know, working at Publix and pushing a grocery cart, it's a, it's a form yeah. of income, which could then subsidize what their rent is and, and Absolutely. really help them get back on their feet. But if they're living on the street, they're not getting their meds. They're, they're, they're track of time, you know, they get, it gets, they get lost in that. Um, Absolutely. um, That's interesting. Yeah, I would like to add, because you brought up Mm. a very important point, um, the the ability to secure housing with us and to receive these supports helps you to stabilize and reach your potential. 
And mm -hmm. so we have had people that have moved away from us who were able to start businesses by their own home. Mm -hmm. You know, and not everyone with mental illness is mm -hmm. um, at the same economic circumstance, right? Now, right. if you're not dealing with that mental health condition, you may mm -hmm. find yourself um, engrossed in poverty. But once you have stabilized, mm -hmm. there are any number of ways that you can live successfully um, mm -hmm. in your life. Well, and the, th the depression right now, if, you, if you're sitting with the weight of depression over you, and all you have is that social security, like you mentioned, and you're just not, you're, you're just behind. Some, uh, I imagine something like Caring Worse gives you just a little bit of a lift of that so you can actually maybe maybe put a little bit away and, and start getting out of it and, and, and build build on that. What kind of mental health services are you provided? Do you have um, therapists? Are they, are they paid therapists or are they volunteers? Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So um, there are two good things that um, have occurred. Um, we have licensed paid therapists, yes. Mm -hmm. um, what most of our clients... Well, in fact, all of our clients from an income standpoint would be eligible for Medicaid insurance. Um, however, in the state of Georgia, not all of them are. In fact, I think it's about 50% of them that have actually um, qualified for Medicaid because we have not expanded that program. So recently, Caring Works was an, awarded a grant from SAMHSA which is a federal organization or federal administration. And we've received a grant to serve individuals with mental health issues who are uninsured. And so it now enables us to, to serve a wider range of, of individuals. But yes, in terms of the staffing and the services that we offer, it is uh, what would be described as comprehensive outpatient services. Uh -huh. So we have a psychiatrist, we have nurse practitioners and registered nurses, we have licensed therapists, we have um, what is called parapros and care coordinators who help with um, rehabilitation skills, social skills, that sort of thing. We have um, working with us also what is called certified peer specialist or CPS. And those are individuals who themselves are in recovery. They may have a mental health um, diagnosis that they are in recovery and are stabilized. They may be in recovery from substance use disorder, um, but they have gone through specialized training and a certification process to work as a peer mentor. And so we have a variety, um, and then I should also add, we also have um, addiction counselors or substance abuse counselors who are also credentialed um, working with us. And the funding for um, those individuals to, who contract or are employed by us comes through um, either Medicaid or grant or contract funds. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk here a little bit more about fundraising in just a second, um, and, and because the grants are a huge part of it. So I'm very curious to, to, to know more about that. But before we move on to that, I just have one other question about the housing. Is it, um, like, is it at all like a halfway house where there's multiple tenants in, in an apartment, or, or is it individuals? Um, so for us, for the permanent housing opportunities, they are individual apartments. Wow, okay. We also, yes. 
<clears throat> excuse me, for our transitional housing programs, there is a facility that we operate downtown called Hope House. It is a 70 bed facility exclusively for adult men experiencing homelessness. And those rooms um, vary. Some are shared and some are individual rooms, but they're all obviously under yeah. one roof. Um, and is what I saw online uh, was that we are seeing, uh, uh, yeah, we're seeing uh, uh, that homelessness is on the rise and we're seeing a lot more. And we could see that just if you drive around Atlanta, the people on the streets and there's a lot of, I'm seeing more and more uh, instead of individuals and vets, it, which there's, which vet, it seems the veterans are a high number as well. Um, but it seems like families now too. There's a lot more people asking. And so how, how much on the rise is homelessness here in Atlanta? Well, um, Seth, one of the challenges for us right now is because of COVID, we really haven't been able to collect accurate data since January of 2020. Hmm. What I can tell you, the estimate for the number of homeless in the state of Georgia is a little over 10,000. In the city of Atlanta proper, um, it is estimated at, at about 3,200. What you're saying, however, especially what we've been going through these last two plus years is that we no doubt suspect that the numbers have grown. Mm -hmm. But I do want to emphasize that particularly in the metropolitan Atlanta area, we were actually successful in reducing the number of homelessness or the number experiencing homelessness by about 25 percent since oh, wow. 2015. And so it does pain me to know that it may be on the rise. Um, hopefully it is something I know for sure um, the leaders in the city of Atlanta, DeKalb County and others are working very diligently to come up with programs to ensure that those that have been affected, um, that we will be able to meet their needs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these folks that it's, there's, it seems to me that there's, when I look at the folks in the streets, I, I personally don't give money, I give, food if i have an apple I, that's kind of my 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 way of uh, of giving it i just you know just, that's how i am but um uh but it's but there seems that there's so much opportunity for folks to get get back on their feet or get a roof over their head be it a shelter for a night or long term um so how do we reach the how do how does how do we reach folks to say hey there are opportunities for you um i guess maybe some of them just don't want that either well, you would be surprised to learn, I mean, and actually not surprised to learn because you're here in the last couple of years, the um, rental rates have grown exceedingly. Oh, yeah. And so, yes, there are a certain number of people who might be able to secure shelter for a night, but to be able to secure an apartment would be considerably more challenging for many. The right. number one reason why people are experiencing homelessness today is poverty. And so we've only recently started to see increases in wages, but those increases in wages have also been tracked by increases in rental rates. And mm -hmm. so the challenge for even working 40 hours a week or quite frankly, working 60 hours a week and finding an, finding an apartment that you can afford is becoming more and more challenging, even in metropolitan Atlanta. Yeah. 
<laughs> and food's up. So I mean, you're gonna food you're gonna feed yourself up. before you house yourself. That's uh, that's just the reality. Yeah. So very few people choose to be homeless. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of money to be able to support all this. And you mentioned the grants. What are some other ways uh, and innovative ways that that uh, Caring Works is raising money? Well, um, that's a very good question. What we started doing, uh, I guess about six years ago, is um, what I mentioned earlier, is providing um, outpatient behavioral health services to the general mm-hmm. public. So we serve, yes, our housing clients, but we're also making these services available to individuals who have insurance. Our primary insurance um, vehicle right now is Medicaid, but we're also um, uh, connected through Blue Cross Blue Shield and other private insurance. And that becomes an opportunity for us to generate earned revenue, which further supports the organization. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, folks can go to your uh, website on the top right there, uh, and that's where they can go ahead and up on our top right too, make a donation. Um, right, how much We're money comes in? We're always for that. <laughs> uh, and and not only donations. I Matt, do you take uh, do you do you help with any like clothing and stuff like that? Do you take donations in that form or just financial? Yes, we do um, on a very limited basis because mm-hmm. the logistics for collecting in-kind donations, we're not always, we don't always have the manpower right. to do that, but we certainly um, appreciate, we've had individuals donate furniture. As I mentioned before, we help people get apartments and what do you need? Some place to sit at a table yeah. to eat at. Um, cash donations, of course, are always welcome, and that is an area that is beginning to get, gain a little more traction for us as we get out and have mm-hmm. these opportunities to tell our story. Um, but the largest, excuse me, source outside of the grant funding that we receive is through doing our social enterprise. Mm-hmm. That's that's smart, uh, folks. You can go to Caring Works Inc. That's CaringWorksInc.org uh, to learn more about the organization, to make a donation, uh, and to get involved. I imagine you have vo- some volunteer opportunities, yeah? Absolutely. Go to the same website and they'll be listed as well. Wonderful. Uh, was there anything else uh, that you've got coming up or anything else you wanted to share that we maybe uh, passed over? Um, I'm, thank you so much for the opportunity. I actually just wanted to share that this is our 20th year we're celebrating our 20th anniversary this year, um, doing housing, help, and hope for those vulnerable citizens that we all care about. So uh, that's incredible! Congratulations! And uh, have you been with Caring Works for the 20 years? Yes, I am the co-founder. Wow. Okay. And out of curiosity, what um, what drove your heart to do this? Oh, that's a much longer story than <laughs> we have time for. But um, the short answer is that I just Um, discovered 27 years ago just how much of a need um, there is in this community for us to look at people experiencing homelessness, individuals with mental illness, to look at them differently, to look at them directly, and for us to care. Um, It has um, been a privilege and an honor for me to have done this work for these many years, and I have countless stories There are countless spaces and uh, names of people that we have helped 
whose lives have changed, who work among us. There are people that we serve that could be your coworker and you would not have known about their history. And I think that, especially in Mental Health Awareness Month, is the most important message to, to share. Yeah. Well, Carol, I, I got to thank you. I mean, listen, you could choose to do anything in your life. It could be something that's self-fulfilling. Uh, it could be something, you know, you could own a business. You could. Uh, there's so many opportunities to do things. And then there's folks like you that, that devote your entire life to make other people's lives better. And I think that's incredible when you look at it. And that's one of the things about Coffee Connections that, I, that, that I've discovered in, in everyone that's been on this program. Their, they, their work, what they, when they wake up and they go to work and they come home, all that time and energy is devoted to making the world a better place uh, and making individual lives better. So thank you for doing that. It's uh, you really you make the world spin for real. Um, so thank you for that. My and privilege. Before I let you go, is there someone else uh, in that line uh, that you'd like to recommend to be a guest on Coffee Connections? Oh, I think Jimmy U. Evans. He is the co-chief executive officer for Project Community Connections, Inc., would be a wonderful guest. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the introduction there, and uh, uh, we'll have him on. And thanks again for your time. I'm going to remind folks, go to caringworksinc.org and um, make a donation, get involved. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see you all back here next week. Uh, Thank you again, and everyone have a wonderful day. You're watching Coffee Connections.